This is a remote voice podcast. I'm Daniel Silva, and this is the 15th in a series of letters that I'm writing. And I'm back in Arnhem Land now, so this letter comes from there. Um, although it sort of is the last, um, it's kind of part of the same series that I've been writing from having been in Alice Springs for two weeks. Um, and while I was in Alice Springs, I had my birthday, so this letter is called Birthday. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's before I start. It's funny that I had my birthday in Alice Springs, and my last letter was about this petrified infant, so... I didn't really make that connection until this week, but anyway, this letter is called Birthday. I'm floating on my back in water cold and deep between rock-ribbed walls in an ancient gorge. Yesterday was my birthday. Once more around the sun, my brother likes to say. Once more around the sun. I celebrated with a few friends to the tune of Paul Kelly. We played a game with four-inch needles and a pot of ink. When it was my turn, I told a story about something I'd seen and wanted to keep. A snake. I drew it on the back of an envelope, then again on my skin. Then with one hand she held my arm, and with the other she dipped a needle in the pot of ink and poked at my skin. Deeper water is calling him on. Does it hurt, she asked. Yes, I said. In a good way, though, not like a stubbed toe. A stubbed toe is loud and clumsy, annoying and difficult to accept, impossible to understand. Whereas from the very start, the pain of a tattoo is forgiven, endured with grace and understood to be necessary. When it was over, she smeared my skin with cool salve and asked what I thought. I said I liked it very much, and I wanted more. This week, I'm back in Gapuyak. On the first day of school, I took a group of kids to the lake. Rose was there too, my adopted mum. We gathered nuts and seeds and feathers and leaves and put them in a basket. She showed me a tree whose bark makes a poison that catches fish, and another with ironwood suitable for clapsticks. Pointing to a third, she said, This tree is the tree of my tribe, the tree of your tribe. When someone in our tribe passes away, we sing a song about this tree falling down. One day, Wako, when you hear that song, you will know if all this is meaningful for you. The next day it rained for the first time in months. The air outside was cold and perfumed. A butcher bird landed on a branch in my yard with a worm in its beak. The rain brought worms to the surface, I thought, and I suppose the butcher bird too. In the yard next door, a pair of lorikeets hung from the branch of a mango tree and took turns with one of its first ripe fruits of the season. Meanwhile, an old story was coming to an end. The story of a petrified infant with its eyes tight shut and no one around. Where was the last place you saw it? Tallulah asked, seated again on her Moroccan poof. In a softly lit room with some friends, I said. Then again the next day in a gorge. After that, in my mother's arms. And I smelled it one day in the rain. What did it smell like? Complicated, but also clear. Sort of floral, with an earthiness and a wetness too. 
It was beautiful, and I remember thinking I should take time to enjoy it, how soon it would end. Somehow that made it smell better. Tallulah smiled. She picked up one of the cloth bags on the glass table to her right and loosened the drawstring. Inside was a book, which she held in one hand and whose cover she opened with the other. Take this, she said. It's a book of poems by a man I think you'd like. It's called Deeper Still. Tallulah turned to a page and took a deep breath. She paused and slowly closed it again. Her fingers brushed its cover the way one brushes the hair from a child's face to better take them in. She put the book back in the cloth bag and handed it to me. Good luck, she said. Thanks. I stood up and locked eyes with her. Suddenly I had the feeling that I was dreaming. Who are you? I asked her eyes. What do you mean? She replied. Never mind. I put the cloth bag in my shoulder bag and slung it over my shoulder. After a final exchange of grateful smiles, I walked out through the beaded curtain, through the kitchen and onto the street. The end. Okay. So that's the end of something. And, um, yeah, this week I'm going on a couple of bush trips, so taking some kids out camping on Monday, and then on um, Thursday I'm going out to uh, Ramangir, which is actually the homeland of my adopted mum, Rose. So that will be really cool. And um, I'm sure between those two experiences there'll be lots to write about. Okay, till then.